record-breaking weekend for Harry Kane as he hits 55 goals and becomes England's top goalscorer. But it's not about Harry today. It's all about Bukayo Saka, Gareth Southgate and Spurs on today's episode. That's it. End of my intro. Done. Hugh, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, mate. And I'm glad that you finally give Bukayo Saka the limelight. Because it's true. It's all about him, isn't it, this episode? It's all about him, mate. Weirdest living in his world. He's 21. Weird living. And he's literally... He's going to be on the cover of FIFA next season. He's going to have like an icon card in a couple of years on FIFA. He's just he's got it now. He is, mate. He's going to go down as a legend if he carries on this way. It's just ridiculous. The it just keeps going up and up for him. When does it stop? I'm scared when he falls off, mate. It's going to be great heights. He might hurt a leg finally or get injured or something horrible. I wouldn't even want to consider. So. Life is good, mate. Life is good as an England fan, which is rare to say. But we seem to always just turn up for the qualifiers and friendlies, and it really pisses me That's off. That's what we bit. do, mate. At least we qualify, <laughs> We are though, the kings you know? of qualifiers. You've got to be in it to win it, right? So we do that part. <laughs> Does my head in, mate, honestly. Does my head in. But we'll jump into that. I've got loads of moans and loads of praise as well. It's going to be a real mixed bag. How are you, though? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um wasn't sure if we were going to do this pod, so I'm a little underprepped compared to usual, but maybe that'll add something more generalist. Hugh's going to lead this one, listener. Hugh's leading the pod now. I am. He's I should probably point out, host. listeners, at this point, that Jack has just informed me that a takeaway curry has arrived at his place. <laughs> <You've been. laughs> so <laughs> he, he might sound a little bit angry throughout this episode, so I'll be sure to drag this one out for as long as possible. Um, you may just hear me just walk out at some point. <laughs> if, if you just <laughs> monologues for ten minutes at the end, you know that I've left. I've left the meeting. Uh, the the break might be a bit longer this time as Jack wolfs down a bit of cork. Right. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, let's get into it. Italy won. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. England won. Harry Kane too. <laughs> Oh, my mind, my mind oh just went God. for a second. I just, I, I jumped too soon into Harry Kane. So there you go. Italy won. <laughs> game two <laughs> in Naples. The scenes we beat. I've put them as the new nemesis Italy because it feels like in recent times the bad blood is with the Italians. I don't know how you feel about that. There's definitely a bit of beef. I'm still upset that they beat us that time, that one time when it actually mattered. When it actually mattered, so when it actually bloody mattered. And I feel like what maybe eight, nine of these players played that game because Gareth doesn't exactly rotate very often. So I feel like revenge was definitely on the cards. And honestly, I think the scoreline flattered them. We just decided we. Do you know what? Who we were? We were we were Tottenham. We played one really good half and then one horrendous half. Yeah, it was a game of two halves. I was about to say we were really good in the first half. Like really good for, for two 0 up. We deserved should two have been three 0 Realistically, there was opening that. twenty minutes was the best I've seen of England against a big team as well. Yeah, you know. yeah, super aggressive, like front footed, yeah. lots of good link up play. Mm-hmm. Still felt raw, you know. It's still raw of Bellingham. I don't know what Calvin Phillips is doing anywhere near. This, in this I have no really. idea. It's the loyalty nonsense. is too oh, much sometimes, just... isn't it? He doesn't help himself, Southgate, when he when he makes decisions like that. No, he really doesn't for me because. He's, he's, has he played for City this year? I think he's played less than 90 minutes this season. That's insane. There are so many more deserving people to be in midfield as well. Who? It's, Who would you pick instead of him? I would put 
Well, I mean, we'll get on to Hendo's performance over the because he played, he started against Ukraine. But I would have put Hendo in just because by virtue of playing more minutes. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm always a fan of Hendo. Even James Ward Prowse. James Ward Prowse definitely deserves more of a call up than Calvin Phillips on this so season. Any, any, there's so many English midfielders that have arguably played. Anyway, I won't go into it too much. But yeah, I thought that was a strange decision, but we, we, we were good. We were good for our two 0 and then we pooped it second half. Yeah, just absolutely pooped it. it. We really pooped it. They, Mancini obviously had some stern words. I have to say, I'm gonna. I don't know if this is just a really subpar Italian team, or I just don't know any of these players anymore. Because it I looked at that team sheet at the start, and I, I, I don't know half these players. And I, I, I'd like to say that I know, like above average, players across the continent. I think they've but had a bit of like a, a refresh because we've had the same names for about twenty years. Cannavaro, mm. Buffon, Benucci, and all of those, Pirlo, and then they've all been phased out, and I don't think we've acclimatised to the new gen, because I don't think, there's Ratti, there's Chiesa, Verratti. and there's Donnarumma, yeah, we'll get on to Willy Nonto, but you feel like there's maybe like three or four established ones that you definitely know, Spinazzola, we, we're big fans of Spinazzola on this podcast. We do like Spinazzola. We do like Spinazzola. That's a good point. The marauder but left back. Yeah, I think there's a lot of open positions in that Italy team still. I think they, they haven't found players to really nail down a starting spot, which is a bit of a worry for them, particularly up, up top. Just very, very, uh, very, very toothless, aren't they still, the Italians? They were in that first half, but in the second half, they really more than made up for it. I mean, we were, we were, we were under attack the whole half, to be honest with you. Um, and their goal was coming. It was a lovely goal as well. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to talk about this goal. It's a classic Harry Maguire error. Oh, right. I'm glad you said that. Well, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go through it for uh, anyone who didn't see it. Right, This is literally born from Harry Maguire, and it ends with Harry Maguire. Right, It's just it's crazy. So he passes the ball out from the back, misplaces the pass, goes to an Italian player. He tries to rectify <laughs> it. He charges forward. He charges forward. He misses the tackle. They pass into the inside channel. Guess where the space is, where Maguire was meant to be, right? And then, I actually don't know the name of the scorer. The Italian player obviously drifted into that space. Lovely finish, 2-1, 55 minutes on the clock. Momentum's completely swung. You know, the stadium went crazy. It's just like, mate, like, why is he in the team? <laughs> yeah, why is he in the Listen team? Here, mate. In the words of Harry Maguire, he's got nothing to prove. He's England's Why top he? scoring defender, <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how he's calculated that. Might be on number oh, of goals let in as well. I just don't get it, man. It's just, like, I just don't get it. I mean, we got away with it. You know, we got away with it. But what if we, it was nil-nil? How many times have we got into, you know, game nil-nil? You know, we're two-nil up. We were lucky we're two-nil up in a sense because we're rarely there as an England team. And, and it's just like we threw away all that hard work just because he's so stupid. He is so, absolute garbage at football. I think once he leaves mm. Man United in the summer, if anyone's willing to take him, maybe like Everton might be silly enough to buy him. I think that should be the end. A natural end. We've got so many good centre-backs. I know Ben White's a weird guy and no one likes him in the England squad, but he could do a job as centre-back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not... He's not Adam Webster has a slightly more rogue choice. He's been performing at a team pushing for Europa League, just played well, not rated, not even thought about. Can play the back, back three. Back to you'd think like Tomori, Tomori exists. I, know you, I, I know it's a popular name that people kind of throw in, and we don't actually watch Tomori week in, week out. But he did win the league for AC Milan, 
He is playing with them in the Champions League. Surely he's worth Mark Gahey is a is a Southgate favourite. Why don't we just chuck Bro, him on? Like our current form, Craig Dawson, mate. I'll take Craig Dawson <sighs> or Ben Mee. Do you know what I mean? Straight like, in over Maguire. Oh, Ben Mee, one hundred percent, dude. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Harry so. Maguire's gash. But obviously, I can't sit here and trash that Harry for too long because we need to talk about the other Harry. Love it. Top English goal scorer, fifty-five goals. Now, I thought the penalty was really harsh, actually, to be honest. Like, it was handball, but it's just one of those ones where it's, I don't know. Everything's I mean, a penalty. I was, I was elated. Everything's a penalty. Everything's like, a penalty. I'm really happy that we got it, but you'd, you'd feel hard done by if that was given as a penalty. It was literally point black at him. The real question is why can't he do this in a real tournament? Oh, man, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I can't. I just cannot fathom. He doesn't miss pens when it doesn't matter, I swear to God. He doesn't miss pens. No. How did he miss that pen? It's just... Hmm. You're going to ruin my week, mate. You're going to ruin my week if we talk about it. Was it. It's just pen it's squared, mate. Harry Kane is just a... He's a robot. Created solely to score penalties, but two in one game. He's not, programmed. He's not programmed for that. No. There's probably a tr- some truth in that as well, because we know he practiced his pens before the match he knows where he's going to place it and that's he did look it was a great pen wasn't it yeah it was a brilliant standard pen. mate just another unsavable pen unsavable pen you could see the emotion in his face as well when he scored I think it probably means a lot to him to be honest because he hasn't got a lot else to kind of mate it's a hell of an achievement like when you think about all the great hell of players that have yeah. ever come and he's the top scorer a lot of people will be like oh it's a lot of pens mate who honestly cares Pele was trying to count yeah. pens from when he was like 10 years old. All the best strikers are greedy Absolutely. as fuck. Ronaldo Absolutely. claims everything. Ronaldo's greedy as fuck. If they all are. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason you, you get know. pens. It's because you're trying to play and you're smart. And scoring them, as we found out, is not always a given. So credit where credit's due, mate. He's got more goals than Rooney, Owen, Alan Shearer, anyone. Literally anyone. And that's it's pretty sick. He's the best He's going to go down as the best English striker ever. People will still doubt him, though. People will still doubt, still doubt him. Still doubt him. Even though I had a, a, a after I said that, I've had like an inkling of doubt. But he will. He has to. It's factual. He is. He is lethal. Yeah. He is lethal. And if we goals. do ever win the tournament, if it's the Euros next year or the World Cup in three years, he will be central to that. Still, his is the only spot which is like undeniable. Still. There is no, there is zero chance if he's fit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he goes out on his own terms, 100%. Yeah. And I reckon he'll probably get another 20 goals. I reckon so, too. He's obsessed, He's going to smash that record. He's going to get the Premier League record and have England's record and still have zero trophies. That would be, like, the most Tottenham thing I've ever heard. Like, a generational English striker when you weren't able to get one trophy. Nah, that's so true. There's still time, Harry. There's still time, but... It's not looking good, bro. <laughs> it's not looking good. I do want to mention, uh, you know, an honourable Tyrone Mings mention to Luke Shaw. Two uh, yellow cards in 53 seconds. Really a great end to the game. It was hard done by. I think the first one was like, he kicked the ball away, maybe. Yeah, just a bit silly, a bit petulant, but a bit, bit time-wasting, maybe. I get it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the referee won't have it. <laughs> got sent off less than a minute later. <laughs> You like to see it though. We always complain um, about people time wasting, but of course it would be us yeah. that gets punished for it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Pot kettle black and all that. Yeah, but couldn't have happened to a better bloke, Luke Shaw. Just 
Ah, oh, no, he's alright, Luke Shaw. He's alright. I got nothing against Luke Shaw. I'm just yeah, I like him too. I'm just never sure about him. I feel like he's underwhelmed overall. I kind of just thought he would be England's left he back. He kind of the whole time. Yeah. I know he is, but I don't feel like it's the strongest case. I still feel like Chilwell's better than him. And when he was coming through Southampton, I, I just thought that he's just going to knock it down like Ashley Cole. I blame Jose. To be fair, Jose just really. And he also had that him. awful, awful leg break, didn't he? So That's true. For him to even get back to this level, he is really good. He is still really good. I just feel like he, I, he's been the same basically for like five, six years. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm biased. I just don't feel like I he's kicked yeah. on massively for how good he I don't was. Know, at though. He does get a lot of assists for England. Like, he, didn't he score the opener against Italy in the Euro final? Yeah, he's, he he's did. He's had some big moments for England. I understand why he starts more than Maguire. Because oh, he actually plays yeah. football as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just incomparable, right? Chilwell is also made a paper. And another Chelsea fullback that's made a paper. So, our lovely Reese James. He's obviously pulled out before the games because of a... Um, was it a hamstring? It was a hamstring, wasn't it? Precautionary is what they say, but... With Reese James, you just never know when it's hamstrings and knees. The guy, the guy's had some either really bad luck or just genetically. Do you think he's, he's too big for injury. his own good? He's too much of a chunk for his like, own joints I, to handle. <sighs> like his tendons can't can't deal with the full force of his quads running. I mean, he does have an explosive style. There, there probably is an argument for that. Yeah, like you're only as strong as your weakest link in his. Like maybe his ligaments are just a bit weaker than the rest of him because he's an absolute monster. Yeah, well, maybe it's just like you know more pressure on his hammies, more pressure on his his ligaments, his tendons, and his knees because he is a big lad. Yeah. And on top of that, he he covers a lot of ground. He's very fast. It's very kind of high impact for him, isn't it? Yeah, he's proper box to box. He's like a very modern fullback because he's built like a centre back, but he plays like a box to box midfielder. But he can finish like a striker. He's unreal. He's like he's a complete unreal, forward or like a complete midfielder. You almost worry about his mental side of things because you know, having this many injuries when you're this young and spending so much time out mm. must really get to you. And I just hope he he can find that form. I'm worried about is. him. I think he might be. I think mm. he might be injury prone. Realistically, he spent he spent so much time out for what for the last two and a half seasons now. He's been out for big chunks of it, and Chelsea looks so much worse. At some point, Chelsea are going to start trying to just account for that, basically, for that loss of Reese James. I know they've got someone already in. I mean, they'll probably buy another right back by the time this podcast yes. is over. But nonetheless, he's in danger of becoming a bit of an injury prone, you know, never quite got to the heights we thought. We might have seen the best of him already, and that would be such a shame because he's so good. Exactly. Exactly. That's the worry, isn't it? As time ticks on, it's like, it's been a long time since we've seen that Reese James against like Juventus, for example, where he just absolutely bullied them. It was just like, wow, this guy's so good. So let's see. Mm-hmm. But we move on to the next game, and this was back at Wembley. England two, Ukraine nil. Comfortable game, and I think this was the arrival of Kai Saka for England. To be perfectly honest, no, no hyperbole. Nah, I think yeah, I think he's now nailed down that spot as the second person on the team sheet after Harry Kane. No one's taking that right wing spot now. There's a lot of debate going into the World Cup, but debate's over. Now the debate is, is he the best right winger in the in the world right now? If you forget about oh, age, see, no, you forget about everything, you just think about right now, is anyone playing better football than him in that position? 
I mean, you know me. I would say, I would say he. I say he's world class, and world class is a subjective term. But how I think would you should you, put him in that bracket. How would you define world class? <sighs> just think, like you know, when some players are just elite in every stage. Mm. <sighs> how do I define world class? It's a good question. I feel like Bakaya Saka always plays his game. So it doesn't matter what the opposition is. Doesn't matter how they set up against him. He'll always try and play his game, and he's so effective. You know, like if I think of like Benzema as well, class. You know, he's so effective in the big games. You know, when the pressure's on, when he's looking for someone to to be that spark. Like it always comes from him with Arsenal at least, and you know he's doing it for England now. Goal and assist in this game. Everything came from that right hand side. Admittedly, Hendo was doing his kind of Trent role for Liverpool, where he supports that right hand side. So that obviously helps. See it, mate. Having Hendo the enabler. Brings out the best in people. That's what I mean. You know, like, the goals came from him, from Hendo passing to Saka both times, I think. So, yeah. I don't know. I, well, how would you define world class? I kind of waffled there a little bit. Didn't really give much chance. I think, I think to me, world class is if you're the top five in your position at any particular what, point. What is, a, you know, like... If you ask okay. 100 people, you would be in 90, 90 people's unless they just hate Arsenal, for example. And I think Saka would be in the top five right-wingers, unquestionably, in world football right now. So, oh, to see, me, I he's know, would he? I can't even think of one that's better than him right now, mate. I don't know if it's because be my mind's elsewhere. I'm just thinking about dinner, but I actually can't think of, <laughs> can't think of any right now. Vinny, Vinicius is on the other Vinny's side, and left. Mbappe's on the other side. Mbappe's Obviously, left. Mo last season was up there, but Mo's dropped off a bit. Mo Salah. Yeah, but still, Mo Salah's got loads of goals. He's got like 22 goals this season. Yeah, so, but I think most people would pick Saka over Mo on current form. And I'm, I don't think that's the wrong decision. And then I don't know. It's a good point. I don't know. It's a good point. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like, like Nabry right is messy, but, you know, he's getting a lot Again, of stick. Is he, is he really a right winger? And then you've got Mares, Anthony. Mares probably up there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Well, if, when you actually sit down point. and go through it, and if we're being very, very clear, no one would rather have anyone else than Saka in terms of his profile. Well, that's Character, what I mean. It's the profile age, of the player as well. stats, work rate. He is the most valuable right wing in, in the world, for sure. And maybe the best. He, yeah. yeah, yeah Overall yeah. package, he's, he's, like he's the one you want. Sponsor's dream, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Sponsor's dream. And like... It's, it's very rare in English football as well to have a player that transcends kind of club football where everyone can be like really like Saka do you know what I mean like, it's quite a feat to achieve at 21 it'd be interesting if you can if you can keep everyone on side because inevitably people you know how it is with everyone with every mm-hmm. celebrity is that you kind of get bored of people you get sick of them after a while don't you it becomes, yeah, in the, becomes in the fashionable to dislike them because everyone likes them there's always a, there's always a new hot thing so let's see that. but I mean, he's a remarkable young man, he's and he's already the done so much. He's done more already than most people have done in their careers. Well, oh, he needs to win a Premier League with Arsenal. If he wins the Premier League with Arsenal this year, my God, we might have maybe the best Arsenal player we've I've ever seen. Who's the best homegrown Arsenal player that's ever come through? Is it Ashley Cole? Oh, I don't think many Arsenal fans have Ashley Cole on. Nah, but you know. If you take your Arsenal hat off, you're better than that. These Co- creators. I'm sure we have. I don't know if we created people like Liam Brady, for example. 
I don't. We didn't. We didn't create Ian Wright. He came from Crystal Palace. Yeah, exactly. So Arsenal's actually David not David Rowcastle hasn't, maybe hasn't had too many good Ray Parler like, maybe yeah maybe. Asaka could easily if he sticks around and carries on this trajectory. Oh, he'd I be, think so. He'd be the best. I think I said it in the previous pod where I said like Saka's ascendancy to a first team player was kind of the spark for Arsenal's revival. And I really stand by that. I remember he it. He really does. And, and left wing back as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's this he's he was number seventy seven. The other side of the pitch. And now he's just killing it. It's insane, his versatility. And I, I think it's 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 that. It's his, his his desire to just be better. You know, like he missed a penalty at the Euros and then he stepped up to be a penalty taker after putting the hours in. Mm-hmm. His right foot is actually really good. Oh mate, I've seen it, see it. Mate, the near post the near post finish for Arsenal earlier in the season. Exactly. Just right That, that wasn't there before. Bins. You know, like and he's so strong. You see people, you know, trying out muscle him. He can just get past them. So he's very unassuming. And mate, he's priceless. You've got you've got a priceless player there. We haven't even spoken about the bloody goal, mate. That the goal, goal was, was fucking it? wonderful. It was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's just perfect. It was actually just perfect. Like it was just so satisfying because you know like just so just satisfying. It's unsavable. It's just absolutely banged it. Top bins, and we said it before the pod. It's don't really score such nice goals in England team. It was so nice to see a goal like that. Mm. It's like, wow, like we're playing like liquid football, and he takes it on his. I don't really know what he does. He gets it on his right, and then manages to like shift himself onto his left foot. Creates half goal. Back to goal. Ah, just like wow, wow. Like he done really well to do that, and in the first goal as well for the assist. He burnt Madrid in the process, which I absolutely love. Just absolutely went past him. Ah, oh, man, you don't know how happy that made me. Um, <laughs> There you go. You let out like on a, a plate for Harry Go. Noise. <laughs> just as it happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, fuck you, Madrid, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Madrid a bit more? From this? I, think, I feel like yeah, we're go on, then. Yeah. Game by well, game. I actually feel really bad for him at this point. Like, oh, well. He's got an un, un stupid amount of pressure on him for just from the saga and how it played out with his transfer. Do you know what I mean? Already. brief is this now? I think this is acceptance. This is acceptance. I think this, this is acceptance. Like I think I'm at the end of the, the Madrid love cycle. Yeah. I still follow him on Instagram, which is horrific. But luckily, he doesn't post about Chelsea because he hates it there. So. Uh, I don't know, mate. He, he said London is blue. Yeah, Bowley's at the back, like <laughs> gun to his head. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, facts. if you look at the facts, right? He's come in, and obviously, we, we well, I'm not going to go over the whole Arsenal debacle, but. To put it short, we all thought he was going to Arsenal. And it looked like he wanted to go to Arsenal. And he's ended up at Chelsea. Um, on an eight-year contract, 90 mil. Mm-hmm. So much pressure to just immediately be better at a time when Chelsea were in the mud as well. Not only that, it's like a system that clearly doesn't suit him. Where's he going to play? Left wing back. And just like an array, <laughs> like a stupid amount of attackers in front of him as well. So I do feel for him. It's going to take a while for him to settle in. But... Yeah, I bet he regrets not coming to Arsenal, basically, because the environment would have been there. It is funny, isn't it, how decisions like this can shape your whole career, and you don't even realise it at the time, but you've made an error. And he he might have not made an error, right? For the record, he, this, might be, this might be a time. great move, but it's just funny, isn't it, that sometimes players make the wrong move, and they just never recover from it in the way that they could. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you know, the Ukraine war's going on, so maybe he's affected by that, and who could blame him for that? There's just so much going on. 
And Chelsea is just like an absolute circus at the moment. Is that an environment that you need to settle into a new country? And I, d- oh, I don't know. That's the thing with Chelsea. Is like I don't know if they have a plan with their transfer. Uh, Enzo Fernandez, I think, is going to be a, an amazing player for them. But mm-hmm. beyond that, do they have a plan with their Brighton players other than they're just really good? I'm not sure they do. I think they just wanted to sign as many to these eight-year contracts as possible and then worry about it in a bit and just accept that some are going to be rubbish. You're probably right. You're probably right. I love this game. It's just so interesting now. It's like a real-life football manager. Yeah. There is one more thing I wanted to cover around England, and that is Southgate's comments about the players that didn't come to international duty. Um, I don't know if you read them. Basically, calling out Rashford and co, who pulled out with injuries. I'm saying injuries with quotation marks. Um, and he said something along the lines of, I think a reporter asked him, you know, do you miss players such as Rashford? And he said, um, it's hard to miss them when they're, when they're never here. Mm. And it's true, Rashford does have a history of pulling out. Is he in danger of being seen as unreliable? I don't know. He shouldn't have pulled out, though. He's in hot form. He's in really hot form. He's obviously, what I hate about this is, it's just you know, he's just protecting himself for United's running. That's all it is, like... He's like, I don't need to play these games because you know, I need to be fresh and fit for... Yeah, and he will 100% be in the squad if he's fit because he, he is unreal. When you actually think about the fact that you could have Rashford, Saka and Harry Kane as your front three, it's actually so normal. Yeah, but it's disappointing. You know, like it's disappointing that we didn't get to see it, to be honest. I just think it's only a big deal if we don't get the win. And we got the win, so it's not a big deal. I'm just salty because Saka's just played 180 minutes where Rashford, you know, didn't do it. Yeah... Saka does need a rest at some point. He's playing too That's many games. I mean. like, he's played too many games. You're at the Europa League now, mate. So there's only, what, 10 games left now? Nine games left? I think it's not 10 or nine games left, yeah. So that's it. That's all it is. He doesn't have to play all Dang. of them. Because if you wrap it up two weeks early, boom. Send on the kids. Fine. But yeah, Fine. You know, it is grim. I wanted to slay Rashford. Uh, no, Rash- Rashford's a good lad. And I don't think going on holiday if you're not in the squad is any big deal. Because if I, if I couldn't go to work and I was rich as fuck, I would also go on holiday when I had a bit of time off. Look, Jack. No, I think it's disgusting. <laughs> Even go on, on the shirt again. He should, he should be at home watching EastEnders. How dare he? All right. Okay. Well, that's a good time to call a break. <laughs> Jack's gonna eat some curry. I'm gonna not eat any curry. And then we're going to come back and talk about some interesting manager sackings in a bit. Welcome back from the Backseat Football Podcast. That's right, we've got two sackings for you, and we're going to go in chronological order. So we're actually going to we're going to leave Conte Tottenham till the end. <laughs> Sorry. So big shock in Germany: Julian Nagelsmann has left Bayern Munich. Tommy Tuchel has been drafted in on the same day. This right before we even get into it, Jack. This screams premeditated. This does show the difference between the two clubs, doesn't it? Hundred percent. One goes early; they know exactly who they're getting in. It's already agreed. And there's going to be no drop off. You can, you can nope. pretty much guarantee it. Nope. They'll win their next game for sure. They'll win, and they'll just be like, "Never happened." While Tottenham, there's going to be loads of rumours for the rest of the season swirling around. We're going to get to candidate number five. Exactly. Nuno's going to be back in the mix exactly. at some point. Exactly. They're going to end up with like bloody Sean Dyche or someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, underwhelming. 
Um, but we'll get on to Tottenham. We'll get on to Tottenham, you see, because I think this is a harsh one on Julian Nagelsmann. I don't think... I mean, like, he's unbeaten in the Champions League, right? He's just trashed PSG. Going to play yep. City. Arguably favourites, right? They've just lost Lewandowski. That's not his fault. There's going to be a drop-off. There's going to be a drop-off. You know, they basically buy in a poop at it because Dortmund have gone ahead of them on maybe by one point. 100%. That's all it is. He's lost three games this season. That could be wrong. Maybe three games this year. But either way, like, this is... A they have dropped off in the league. Undoubtedly. Is that He's tracking well below every everyone else. But, I mean, else, what, Lewandowski was scoring, what, 40 goals average across his season. That so. is facts. I mean, and now it's too promoting having some sort of Indian summer, which I rate, but... Mane is not the yeah, same player. There was a stylistic change, wasn't there? I mean, there? it was... Yeah, I don't know. It was like a, a, a move to a more fluid, less Lewandowski-reliant system where... There was going to have like, to Mane, be a is the false nine or Musiala's a false nine it's, it's a lot more fluid everyone's moving in and around rather than you've got Lewandowski demanding the ball in the box all the time so that was a stylistic change and when you change stylistically there's a bit of a drop off usually as you try and work it out but it does feel a bit early considering I don't know you felt like Nagelsmann was going to be there for like five years yeah you felt like themselves what is it within a year? Was he been there? He had two years? last year. No, it'd be eighteen months, I think, or just just beyond eighteen months, I think, since he come in. Yeah, it's not like he's doing that bad a job that they would just give up on this whole process already. But maybe they've always wanted Tuchel. Maybe he's always been on their list. I mean, we know they want Klopp, but that's right. Well, you are absolutely correct. They have always wanted Tuchel, and they think they first approached him in twenty nineteen, and he rejected them. I think this was when he'd left Dortmund and they were umming and ahhing because I don't think all the board is sold on Tuchel but the majority mm -hmm. of the decision makers are but he chose PSG <coughs> and obviously went on to Chelsea so this time round they, they saw the opportunity and they took it it was a bit ruthless though so the way it came out is I think Fabrizio was the first to really widely report it that Nagelsmann was getting sacked at this point Bayern players or even Nagelsmann as well actually had heard the news from the club so they found out via social media, which is for a club like Bayern, because you know it's pretty bad, isn't it? So I think there's going to be some regret there for how it ended, and I don't think Nagelsmann deserved that at all. But he is a bit of a zany character, you know. Have you seen him like skateboarding yeah. into skateboarding into the fucking training ground, and you know, like wearing like fashionable clothes? I mean, this is like the most. Basically, it just shows German people don't know how to have love. Basically, he'd be loved in England because he's actually got a bit yeah, of character. He, That's all it screams to me, to be honest with you. It's the clothing choices, very questionable choices. Yeah, I know, but it's just like the most German reasons ever for sacking him, isn't it? Because it, it, I mean, <laughs> performance-based, I get, but there is mitigating factors which I think are completely fair. Mm -hmm. Which is basically Lewandowski leaving. It's a new team. He's a new manager trying to get his ideas across. But apparently, senior members of the squad also didn't like his methods. I wonder which ones. I'm sure yes. it was the people that were the same age as him. Exactly. Right? Of course. It's the old boys. Neuer. Um, I can Neuer. understand that, though. Think about your work. If someone came in and they were like your age or even slightly younger, and they started radically changing the way you've always done things. Mm. And the way you've always done things has been the most successful way of doing things in Germany for years. And they're like, you know, changing it all, ripping around. And you just look at him and you're like, who are you? Like, mm. you, what, you did well at Leipzig. So, I've got like seven titles. Yeah, I I can understand it. No, he should. True. He should probably expect that, 
at any club he's joined, if they've got a history of winning a lot of trophies and they've got a fairly senior team, he's going to struggle. So he does need to think about that as the next project a little more. A young squad yeah. suits him well because he's a very young manager and he's got that sort of like uh, caretaker, substitute teacher vibe about him. Well, that is a very good argument too. I think maybe the Bayern job may, may have just come a bit too soon. He's clearly a manager that needs like too a... Too many big characters for him. He needs like... Neuer's a big character. Muller's a very, very big character. Exactly. He needs more of like an underdog team, you know, that you can pull yeah. together and everyone will get behind, and, as you say, younger players. Apparently he had a very close relationship with Joshua Kivic, so it wasn't all doom and gloom. But disconnect was there. I think it's still really harsh, but I do understand. You know, Tuchel has literally got a Champions League when he's come in mid-season, around this time. You know, he can get working his methods straight away. He's tried and tested. I get it. Yeah. But it's brutal. It's brutal. I think probably if you have the opportunity to get the second best German coach out there, if we're assuming that they still think Klopp is the best, mm. probably more debatable this season than last season where there was no debate. But if you've got a choice of getting one of the top two and things aren't perfect, I get it. You just go for it, don't you? You're like, this guy's basically guarantee. He's done it more distracting clubs or with worse resources and he's done he's done amazing things so it would probably be a really nice job for him really like none of the drama German speaking mm. He'll, they'll probably win the Champions League now they're, I think they will I think it's, it's annoying as that's well that's obviously what it? they've thought they're just so they've good they've talked themselves into it haven't they they've talked themselves into it be like if we don't do it now he might go somewhere else yeah yeah oh, he might yeah. Go to yeah exactly exactly you know, Real Madrid Ancelotti kind of lurking that job's going to yeah. come up and then, yeah, they'll have a fight on their hands. I think they actually will win the Champions League. They look really good. No one's a standout. Yeah, no one's like head and shoulders above everyone else. City are a bit worse. Real Madrid are Real Madrid, so you never know. You could see but a Bayern-Real final somehow. That'd be pretty sick. It'd be pretty tasty, wouldn't it? It'd be quite nice not seeing mm-hmm. English club in there as well. And they inevitably disappoint. Right, let's get on to the main one, eh? Meow, meow, meow. We saw this one coming. Conte has <laughs> left Tottenham. Yeah, I'm surprised it took this long, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they just left him in purgatory for a bit. Maybe he was aggressively negotiating. I was about assessment. to say that it must be down to negotiating his payout when he leaves because he he's got 100 percent of all the money he was owed. There's no way that he's left Eddie on the table knowing Conte. He'd rather just sit there and slay them at every post um, post match conference. Otherwise, yeah, he's that kind of guy. Exactly. Like, I don't give a shit. Like it's done. I'm done with this place. <laughs> Interestingly, Stiolini, Conte's assistant, is actually taking charge for the remainder of the season. Obviously, it's, it's more usual that the backroom staff walk out with um, the manager, yes. especially if they were brought in by the manager. So I thought that was an interesting point. Is Stiolini maybe carving out an opportunity to be a manager and maybe get a job? Maybe not Tottenham, obviously not Tottenham, but elsewhere as a first-team manager. I think he's, he's stepping, out, stepping out of the shadow of Conte. I mean... Maybe he's read the room. Maybe he's seen that Conte's options are a bit more limited in world football than they were previously. Because he's blown up quite a lot of jobs now. Well, I don't think, I think he's Conte, the kind of manager that people look for anymore in the yeah, same way. I think Conte will take a break. I think Conte needs a break. Like he's had surgery. He's been. Who's that Italian fellow who died? Viali. Viali? Yeah. Close friend of Conte. Yeah. That happened this year. He, yeah, you're right. Tottenham Personally, he's had a year. tough year. Yeah, I think he just needs a break with his family. Maybe Stealing, he's like, well, this is a good time for me to try. Maybe he's got a bug, you know? So, 
yeah, interesting. Ryan Mason, obviously, is deputy. LOL. You know how this is going to go. Yeah. Ryan Mason will, at some point, take over next season when the next manager gets booted out. So It's just inevitable. It's inevitable. I think Stiolini sticking around is interesting, and I think it's actually the right move for everyone involved. Because they did seem to respond a lot better to him. You can take your time with the next managerial appointment, and... What, for 10 games mm. he can just just kind of release the shackles a bit people can come into work and not just be like really scared every day yeah they can just have a nice time I mean, his win rate was good be there. yeah it was 100% until the last game that he managed but should he stay beyond that absolutely no, not. no. <laughs> absolutely not and that's a mistake that Tottenham might nah make I th- at some point well this, this is, that's a nice way to get on to the next point I mean Tottenham have to get this next one right this will be the next one will be the fourth manager since Poch left in 2019, which does not show signs of consistency or sustainability. It doesn't. It, it just it smacks of poor decisions being made after poor decision. They, they've mm-hmm. gone Mourinho, Nuno Santo, and then Conte are three massively defensively minded uh, managers. Yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. They've, what they've done is they've gone for big names where they couldn't attract big name managers previously, and they've gone well. We're a big club now, a big stadium, so we should have a big manager, and that's basically they've just they've oversimplified it. It's true. Apparently, Levy was like absolutely enamoured by Mourinho. Like, maybe I remember seeing a documentary. Blinded. Do you remember? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he yeah, was like, yeah. Mourinho, best manager in the world. Yeah, if you can get Mourinho, you get Mourinho. And you're like, bro, starstruck. Did you see what he did? Starstruck. About United? It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, bad decision, bad decision. But then also the way they sacked Mourinho six days before the. League Cup final. It's just like, what are they doing? Mm. Bizarre, to be honest with you. Yeah, they do need to get the next one right, but we have been saying that for a while. So they could also just not, and nothing will really change. They'll just still be there for all thereabouts. So that at least until Harry Kane progresses or doesn't. Big summer for Harry Kane. Before we move on, what do you reckon? Do you think Harry Kane stay, or do you think he'll stick? I think if they get Champions League, he might just stay and then leave on a free. But I just can't see anyone buying him. I'd love to see it, but I just can't see anyone dealing with Daniel Levy for a 29-year-old or 30-year-old Kane and paying like 100 mil, which is what he'll he'll ask for. So feel like he might as well just run down his contract and then survey his options. You reckon? If the options aren't there, he can just renew. I feel like Man United would chuck some money with Kane, 100 mil. Well. If they suddenly become awash with money, which I guess we'll find out and talk about very shortly, then maybe true. they will. Maybe the ultimate statement signing for, you know, it would be Van Persie on steroids, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be seismic compared to Van Persie, mate. Like seismic. It's like it's just the same thing, mate. Maybe a like star striker from a North London club, just there for three years, true. two years, win some titles. I mean, it may be like a Van Persie signing. It's bigger than Berbatov. It'd probably be as acrimonious as like. Sol Campbell to Arsenal. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know what though? I guess you, I think you're right. I think Harry Kane's too nice. I don't. I think he's too loyal. I don't think he 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 would be able to handle just the, the hate from Spurs fans because Spurs fans wouldn't understand if he left. Nah, I think I think he's. If it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Yeah. I do think he's been sold a dream though, because he did renew in good faith on the basis that he had a gentleman's agreement to leave. That's his own Spurs silly life. fault though. You don't. Oh, I know, but just the naivety. Oh, and, and you, imagine taking advantage of your star player like that and being like, 
I don't think I said that, mate. I don't see it in the contract. Do you remember that, Daniel? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> Levy would never have a gentleman's agreement. <laughs> Let's be completely no, honest. No way. Daniel Levy is no gentleman. Don't make any shady agreements with him. It's a shame as well, really, because that, Harry Kane doesn't ever share his feelings on that. Even during that saga with Manchester City, the most we got from him was he stayed in Florida for a bit too long. It's hardly like... Yeah. What would you like? Oh, Harry Kane or Piers Morgan? I'd like, I'd like an Odin wingy, you know, just drive to their bloody training ground and refuse to leave. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, <laughs> do it a Bamiyang, force it through, you know? How much do you want it, Harry? So true. How much do you bloody want it? You're just going to f- so fester true. at Tottenham. Sometimes you, you've got to force to move and he just won't do it. He's not that player and Levy won't let him go. And as you, I mean, he could sign as a free... When does his contract run out? Is it 2025? I think it's 25. No, it's next, it's next summer. What, 24? Yeah, that's why it's interesting because oh, this is final yeah. 12 months this summer. The thing is, it's like, I'd say it's 50-50 whether he extends or goes. That's my gut feeling right now. Same. It wouldn't shock me if he extends and we all just go. But it's fair. You know, some people like yeah. it. They want to be a club legend forever. Spurs' greatest ever player. It's not the worst accolade. It's not. You know, but if you're a top scorer for club, country, and the league, and yeah, okay, fair play, you did win anything. Still got a pretty good legacy compared to 99% of players. It's just a shame for his talent. Oh, it, really. it would just be. Yeah. I mean, it'd be. Yeah. <laughs> Be quite, you quite a thing. Know, be a good pub quiz question in two hundred years. I can make it that far in life. Yeah, it's not looking good, Rev. It's not looking good, Rev. I tell you that. <laughs> it's not looking good. So anyway, before we move on, we should probably talk about who's going to replace Conte. So Poch, obviously, Pochettino, sorry, is probably the favourite. Should we look at the odds? That's what I was going to do. Because there's a uh, Oliver Glasner who's in the in the mix uh, yeah, apparently. That's Frank Furt's manager, I believe. You are correct, and Eintracht Frankfurt are doing not so good this season, but they were truly excellent last season, so he's built one good team. Okay. Who else we got? I actually just Googled him. So, who we got? Oh, Nagelsmann is the favourite. Interesting. I don't know where he lands, but Tottenham feels like a better fit for him. Because there are no big egos. Harry Kane is the biggest player there, and he doesn't have an ego, as far as we can tell. As far as we know. Son seems like a very lovely chap. And then everyone else is just... I mean, Lloris has got to go, for sure. Lloris will go. Everyone else is just would just be grateful to get some attacking football and just a bit of coaching, you know, and just not be shouted at all the time. Mm. They'll just be grateful to have him. I can see it being successful. Me too. But... Is Nagelsmann just, ready? I suppose he probably would be. He probably wasn't expecting to get sacked so he probably just wants to jump straight back into something so mm. I could see Pochettino that. Pochettino's second favourite I just think you should never go back yeah. I can't think of many instances where managers have gone back and it's gone the well the only one I can think of is Jupp Henks I swear if I've murdered his name for Bayern you know he just kept coming back and winning the Champions League just bastards that is very true bastards. that is actually very true they had they had him on a retainer, didn't yeah, they? Sh- like, when it went wrong, right. just, yep. <laughs> just come in, lad. <laughs> win the Champions League, win the treble. It's eyes again. Just dethaw him. <laughs> <Just> him. <laughs> just the back of the ballroom. <laughs> yeah, just literally dust off the cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, roll him out for six months, then put mm. him back on ice. <laughs> I agree, though. I don't think Poch merits a return. I think his PSG stint was actually quite underwhelming. And 
I just, yeah, I know what you mean. It might tarnish his legacy. Mate. It might tarnish like, his, his legacy. legacy. Mm. His legacy has only grown in the absence of being there because if he's been so shit since then. Exactly. Because it could just be the squad. I think we should come on to that because I think there could be an element of player power at Spurs. You know, like, Deli Alley doesn't have the right attitude yeah. to achieve it. Dyer hasn't hit the heights. Son and Kane have been papering over that squad when arguably... That squad could have achieved more. It should have achieved more. Now it's just a weird blend of like players who. How many of their players have kicked on since they joined Tottenham? Really, it's just Son. Of the last. The thing few is, years. like, has Ben Davies got any better? Has Davis and Sanchez got any better? Davis and Sanchez got has not got better. He's definitely got worse. He is rubbish. Dyer just hasn't. Was Dyer ever good? Well, That's the real question. No one knows. You know what it is, though? I'm actually thinking of their departures, and let's just list some of these departures, right? You've got Musa Dembele. Did they replace him? No, they didn't. Kieran Trippier. No. He was a good right back, still is. Carl Walker. Danny Rose. These are some big characters. Um, Deli Ali. You know, obviously, he, he had to go, but again, you know, like. Alderweireld. Alderweireld. Vertonghen. Yes. So some big players out there, I just don't think they've replaced adequately, to be honest. But the squad should still be should still be doing better. I just I just don't. It's know. in a worse place than it was, isn't it? The squad is worse than it was a couple of years ago. Even though they've invested more money than ever, they're going in the wrong direction because they keep flip flopping from managers, mm. and they keep buying right backs. They're not rating them, by the way. That needs to stop. Yeah, I mean Emerson Royal's out now, so I guess Pedro Porro makes sense. But I don't know. The Spurs team of like 2015-2016, that was probably like peak Spurs squad. Yeah, because that squad was better than Arsenal's at the time. No, undoubtedly. Very, very, it was probably on par with Liverpool's, if not slightly better, at that time. And then since then, they've just slowly regressed and just been overtaken by everyone with better planning. Mm, exactly, because since Potter's left, there's been no planning on their part, it feels like. So, kind of just Mad. plateaued a little bit. Anyway, last bit before yeah. we wrap this and you finally can eat your curry. Man United's takeover. This will be brief, just five minutes, guys. But it's looking like, as of recording, it's going to be Sheikh Yassin from Qatar or Sir Jim Ratcliffe from the Ineos group. Now, Sir Jim Ratcliffe, I know a bit more about. He owns Nice. He owns Lausanne in the Swiss League and he's looking to build his portfolio. So he's in football. He obviously owns the, what was the Sky Cycling team, which is now the Team Ineos, and he has a bloody sailing team of that guy who's always out on the boat, what's he called? Uh, Literally, like, he was born on a boat, he'll die on a boat. Who was his name? <laughs> I know you're talking about, oh, I don't know. <laughs> what's I his fucking know. name? Anyway, it's just this English <sighs> bloke who, like, never ages, and he's just on a boat. I'm pretty sure he's a knight as well, sir something. So He's 100% a knight. Yeah. He's... He's the greatest sailor of the last hundred years from the UK. Since sailing became not sexy. The, he's the best sailor since Sinbad. So <laughs> check him out. Can't remember who he is. Um, and we know who Man United fans would prefer. And that is Sheikh Jassim from Qatar. From the Qatar royal family. <laughs> <laughs> They've had one look at City and gone, fuck you yeah, guys. We want a piece of that. No question about it. I don't, I don't blame them. Uh, who the fuck wants Sir Jim Ratcliffe when you can have a state sponsoring your football club? It's yeah. just no question. And they're, they're not, they're not even hiding it. No, like others. no. You know, Newcastle were like, it's not the state; 
is the state investment fund, which is different. It's a different yes, thing. Exactly. Obviously, reports in the last few months have found out that oh, shock! It's actually the same thing. Literally called the Saudi Investment Fund. <laughs> they yeah, didn't exactly yeah, hide it, did they? <laughs> no relation. No relation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's true. I, 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 there's less cloak and dagger with the Qataris. They're just straight up. Yep, we are going to yeah, dope the fuck like, out yeah. of it. No. We will tax our nation more if we have to buy Mbappe, and we will do yeah, it. We man. have no qualms. Literally no shame, but it's clever investment because Man United do have very strong commercial revenue, so, you know, it's not like, they won't be kind of hamstrung like City. They can splash the cash mm-hmm. and justify it on FFP, 100%. So, it is a scary prospect because it does open up the conversation that everyone just needs to be a golf state, basically. All football teams just need to be golf states to compete. It's gone that way, like because prices will just get so inflated. But I do also think the more money you throw at stuff, the bigger the problem can become. Like the only reason City have been so successful is because they've got Pep Guardiola. If they didn't have him, they would have just competed with everyone else. It wouldn't have been so dominant. He just happened to be the best manager with the most money. I mean, he has dominated domestically. Like Chelsea have had the most money in the Prem for like 15 years, or like 10 years up until City arrived. They didn't win it every year. No, it's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point, but the idea of United with unlimited funds is just a scary prospect. It just is. Yeah, but look at PSG, mate. It's true. They, they, they actually lived it. They bought Neymar, they bought Messi. Still no closer to winning Champions League. It's not even point. not even nailed it's on for point. the French league, which has no money. If anything, zero money. They just they, they, they regret the way that they've behaved. PSG and probably yeah. going to have a more sustainable still, club model. It gives you one advantage, but it's not it's not a guarantee. Good point. And it's not like Man United have been particularly well run recently. But it's a dangerous. But think combat. of like Newcastle and the, this is like how they've just got better. It is a dangerous combo though. Potentially the richest club in the world. With also the biggest commercial revenues already, and the biggest fan base, it's a dangerous combo. Well, this is why, like, it actually makes sense that Qatari would want to buy them because it's a really good opportunity, and I don't think many people could afford five point five billion. And you know, it's it's probably going to be mm-hmm. Sheikh Jassy. So, yeah, it's not a lot of people with access to five point five billion right now. So, no, I'm surprised there's even two bidders just, to be honest. I just assumed it would just be Qatar. I do find it funny that <coughs> Sir Jim Ratcliffe, by all means, should be the preferred candidate. He's English. That should go for him. But no. He's also he's, a fan of Man United. Yeah, he's a, yeah, I, I, know, I know. But it's he's like... He's an actual fan. We've been, we've been so badly sports-washed that we're actually... We are literally products of sports-washing because undoubtedly it's all about Qatar. Like, if I was a United fan, I'll fuck Jim Ratcliffe. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want yeah. the shake. Like, Look, he's one I of want our the own, shake. But <laughs> you're just looking in the distance and you just see the shake standing on top of his like, four by four. And he's just like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. that. that's the life I want. I yeah, don't want the life I know. I want the new adventure. Exactly. I want the promised lands. I want, you know, I'll bite the apple. It's, it's one of them. So Exactly. It's just, yeah, it's an interesting one. So I wonder, I don't know when the deadline is... F- I mean, apparently there's a chance the Glazers won't sell. So let's let's watch that. That would be the biggest cuck ever if that happened. That would be classic. Biggest tease. That would, be, that would actually be so Glazer. That's so Glazer. Just like, mm, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a broader point, though, like, 
as the UK, sh we should be slightly disturbed that we could potentially have three countries within the same Middle Eastern region where the UK historically has had interesting relations and have them in charge of such influential establishments within communities. Like, that wouldn't happen in other ways, potentially. You wouldn't have, I don't know, like, fucking Americans come and buying up shitloads of... Well, actually, I guess you would. I don't know. It's just... Oh, my friend, the more deep... Because there's only one, of, there's only one of all these things, you know? There's only one of these things. There's only one of these assets. Just feels a little... A little risky to let it go to a state as opposed to an entrepreneur or something. Because a state, it'll never come back because... They have unlimited money. It'll literally, it's gone forever. Jack, you can never get it back. If there's one thing that we know about Western world is that we will do anything for cash, right? If the cash is right, mm. we'll sell it off, mate. Especially in this country, you know, we'll sell anything. We'll sell our souls. Literally. So we've got nothing left to give, so we're just selling off the last few assets and commodities. Mm. And that is, that is, you raise a really good point. Is that is that Man United fans will willingly go hand in hand down this route? But you're right; they are selling, and there's no guarantee that it will ever, ever, ever change hands again if you sell to a state. You know what I mean? They're not going to run out of cash. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like they can't afford to keep it going. It's just whether they keep the interest, whether it's worth it for them. And by all means, it probably might. Well, it is. It's the biggest club in the world. It's got the most outreach, bar maybe Real Madrid. It's insanely. The fact is, at some point. One of the home games will get played in Qatar. It will happen slowly. It will slowly oh. just become not your team anymore. It will. But it hasn't happened with City. Qatar United. Yeah, but it will. It, whether it takes ten years, forty years, hundred years, it will. It will happen. It will never come back. It will never come back. It's true. Past that point. And I guarantee all the United fans that want it, it will become the thing that they hate, and they'll despise it by the end if it does go down that route. Short term, it'll be sick, but long term can't be good because you, you've officially lost control forever you, there's nothing you can do you can't bully another country to give back something you just took five billion pounds for you can't buy it back they'll be like 100 billion yeah exactly well they yeah unless they wanted to relinquish it they will they won't so be careful what you wish for united fans be careful what you wish for that is a good note that we're going to leave it on so yeah unless you've got anything else to say jack i think that's a good place to leave it Actually, no, Jack. No, mate, that's good. What curry mm. did you get? You know, it's one of those edgier curry places where it's not just like all the classics. So it's literally wow. the only one that was like chicken curry. So I just take your pick, mate. What, what on earth? It's a tikka masala, chicken tikka masala. What do you mean they don't? They only have one chicken curry. What else? <laughs> oh, is it like like you know like edgy stuff? Now, you know like how you get like Dishoom and they tell you what you want? You know, like, in nicer restaurants, they tell you what you want. They don't, they don't ask you, what do you want? They're like, here's our curry chicken, here's our different version with prawns, and that's it. Simple. Fair. Posh curry, then. Wasn't expecting that. I rate it, mate. I rate it. I would have gone for a lamb chow freezy. A few things myself. on the menu, mate. Mm. Yeah, I like a, I like chow freezy as well. Or Rogan Josh. That's my go-tos. Ooh, yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Well, look, enjoy it. You deserve it. You've almost done an hour of recording, which is 24 minutes longer than you expected. So, yeah, I am, I'm fuming, but it was enjoyable. Always, always fun. Never a chore. 
goody good well look guys follow our socials and that we're next episode is number 50 and we're not doing anything special so can't wait that's bullshit we are doing something really special <laughs> for it. we are going on youtube we are launching video for our 50th episode we're going big we're doing the face reveal even though our faces are all over socials okay, shut up we're doing the real face reveal bang 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 alright well apparently we do have something to look forward to can't wait see you there